Welcome to another Behind My Show episode where you get to know my recent guests that little bit better and you get to learn what goes on behind the scenes. Now today I'm also going to be announcing my Lululemon gift voucher winner and that was based on my 100th episode giveaway that I ran last month. So I'll be announcing that winner shortly. But you might have noticed my normal schedule with this podcast is that I release two longer form interviews per month. And in between that, I release one behind my show and one ask me anything episode. But you may have noticed a little bit of a change in my formatting recently. And that's because I released a five part special on weight management. So this was in partnership with Drop Biohealth, a biotech company that I've partnered with for one of my programs that I offer using blood biomarkers to manage our health. But I've just finished that series, which was super interesting to put together. And I really recommend you listen to all five if weight management is something that you're interested in. But for now, now that that five-part series is over, I'm going to be settling back into my usual schedule of these fortnightly longer form interviews and then the fortnightly Ask Me Anything and Behind My Show. All right. Well, drum roll. The winner of the $150 Lululemon gift voucher giveaway from my 100th episode is Felicity Ansel. So Felicity, thank you so much for sending in such lovely words and thank you for everyone who entered the competition. It was really great to hear all your entries and why you love listening to my show. And if you haven't listened to my 100th episode back last month, I highly recommend you do. I've put together some grads of some of my favorite episodes. So Felicity, I'll be in touch shortly if I haven't already by the time this goes live. So for this week's Behind My Show, we'll be hearing from lunchbox legend George Georgievsky, who gave us some lunchbox inspo in my episode on how to make kids' lunchboxes healthy, delicious, and time-saving. Also, Dr. Ginny Mansberg, who you will know from TV and from the media. We spoke about body image, sleep, and stress, and how these impact our ability to manage our weight. But first, here's a fast few I did with George. And I have to say that he was the most friendly, heartfelt human. And his love for his daughters really shone through in this episode and through our chats offline. He was even telling me after we stopped recording that if one of his daughters is struggling, do you know what he does? It's so cute. He goes and mows a love heart in the grass in his backyard. And then he gets his daughter to stand in the middle or sit in the middle until her heart is recharged again. And then sometimes he goes in and gives her a hug or sometimes she just wants to be there on her own. But I just thought, gosh, what a dad. So anyway, here's a fast few I did with George after our episode. You're from a Macedonian background. How much do you think the food culture from Macedonia and from your parents has inspired your taste preference and food choices today? Huge because growing up, we didn't have much. So food was my mum's expression of love. And that's why it's my expression of love for my daughters. So food was very much respected. You wouldn't leave the table until everything was was finished because it was an insult if you didn't. But also the food has more meaning now to me than it did as a kid. So that's why I do remind my girls how much the food meant to me growing up. What does a Macedonian dinner look like, by the way? 
it's quite diverse. Like with meats, there's a lots of charcoal based chicken, different minces, salads, like um, uh, quite healthy, you know, beans in a, in a stew with sausages and onions inside, quite hearty meals, comfort food, peasant food. Yeah, it's got a, a wide variety, but um, the classic Macedonian dish is pastries with cheese, you know, cooked in an open fire. Oh, oh, that sounds amazing. Talking of food, I'm getting hungry, I'm salivating. What was the last meal you ate? Okay, I'm on a low-calorie diet at the moment, only till one day. Doing the summer shred? <laughs> yeah, I, I am actually, believe it or not. I have to. I'm getting old. It's harder at my age. Breakfast was the last meal, and it was spinach, mushroom, chilies, two eggs, and tomatoes. Uh, I've cooked it in a frying pan. 300 calories only, but hey, that was my last meal. If you've only got 300 calories to eat, that's a pretty good use of those calories. Yeah, I did all right. So that was my last meal. What about books? Do you read much? Do you have yeah, any books that you recommend? Books inspired by people I look up to. I've read it now three times. Uh, Anthony Bourdain's No Reservations. It is next level. When he released this book, he basically let all the secrets out of the restaurant business. So he, he let the public know of the secrets and when to eat like seafood and when not to because, on you know, depending on when the delivery was coming into town. So that book opened my eyes and wanted me to... Is it like don't eat oysters on a Sunday? <laughs> yeah, pretty much, <laughs> you know, pretty much. Well, he tells everyone this is the difference between frozen food and things like that. It's really good. Okay, I'll pop that book in the show notes, Bourdain's No Reservations. What about TV shows? What TV shows are you into? Um, I definitely don't watch The Bachelor, but what was Jessica thinking? Thomas has already found his love. I'm so excited about that. No, I, I only watch it because my wife watches it and uh, yeah, that's my excuse. We're either a closet maths or bachelor or Kardashian. <laughs> no comment. I only watch it because my wife does. No, I'm just kidding. I tend to watch Chef's shows on uh, Netflix, like um, Chef's Table is a great one. They just released one on pizza, six episodes. Yeah, okay. Must watch if you're a pizza lover, yeah. What do you love the most about being a dad? Uh, The hair on my arms. Oh, and I just got goosebumps when you said that. it's crazy. Um, What I love being about a dad is to be able to express your love and receive it to get my daughter or any of my daughters to, to give me a hug and say I love you so freely, almost hippie style, is what's rewarding because everything you do is for love and for the love of your children. What age are they now getting to that, like, teenage, tweeny, I'll go away dad or are they still really affectionate? No, believe it or not. Like, my eldest is 13, so she's a teen, but there's certain things I do from a parent, like I'm a half dad, half friend, and I ask questions like, like, what were you crushing on? And if you have a photo, show me, you know, and just Aww. for them to know that it's okay and that's what you do, um, then uh, I'm trying to do that now because the my wife used to say to me, and she still does, you know, the older they get, the bigger the problems. Yeah, bigger kid, bigger problems. I'm realising that as well. <laughs> I thought the toddler years were the hard years. <laughs> oh, totally. But it's important to be a dad for me up until they're 10, 11, and then be a dad slash friend from now upwards so I'm trying to be cool and when their friends come over use the you know all that oh yeah I do Roblox you know whatever it is they do they're just trying to be cool I'm just trying to stay relevant uh, stay relevant I love it the hashtag stay relevant should be for every parent totally <laughs> oh awesome well thanks for all of that George thank you
Ginny Mansberg was an interesting guest to interview. She's got really strong feelings about the areas that she wants to delve into. And with guests like this, it takes a little bit more strategy and confidence to keep the conversation going where you want it to go as the host, or maybe staying on track the way you want it to. It can be a split decision in the moment when your guest starts to talk about an area that you maybe hadn't planned on and you have to make this choice. Do I delve further into that area that they're getting into or do I try to pull it and keep it on track? And in my experience, there's no right or wrong approach to take. It just depends on if you have a clear aim for that episode or are you willing to be taken on a journey by the guest? And because my episodes, I try to keep close to that 30-minute mark when I'm trying to get really good content and insight out of my guest, I often don't have a lot of leeway to go off track. But in my case, I did have clear objectives for this particular episode around her thoughts on the impacts of sleep and stress on weight loss. But I also was intrigued by her perspective on body image and self-worth. And so she started to really go down that path. And I had to make that choice. Do we keep going down this path or do I bring it back on track? And so I decided I I was really interested. She's such a knowledgeable and experienced woman. I was really interested in getting her take. So I did go down that path. But when you listen to the episode, you'll hear how we switch gears a few times. And that's me bringing it back on the original topic, but also allowing it to go where Ginny wanted it to go. But she's such a knowledgeable and experienced woman and so articulate. I really was captivated by everything she said, and I hope you were too. And here's a fast few I did with Dr. Ginny. Dr. Ginny, what was the last meal you ate? We usually went out for dinner to a restaurant, so we won't discuss the chips, which I never ever have, except <laughs> I did last night. But I did have um, a healthy fish and salad. Is that okay? Did they cancel out the chips? Maybe. Oh, not. yum. Do you know what? Whenever I go out, I just, whatever floats your boat, whatever you feel like on the night. Um, I had this really yummy eggplant dish last night that was smoked and it just had a really beautiful smoky flavor in it. Yeah. Yum. I'm getting hungry. Yeah, it was really good. What about a book that you love? Save Your Brain by Dr. Ginny Mansberg. Followed closely by The M Word by Dr. Ginny Mansberg. Two of the absolute best, cannot lie. And I would love to get you on my show to chat through both those books because they're both very close to us mums' hearts. One's on the M Word menopause and the other obviously on cognitive decline. Not that any of us are going to experience that for a very long time. No, even though it is the leading cause of death in women in Australia, it is a women's disease. Four times as many women get dementia as men. Is that right? Yeah. I did not know that. This is why I wrote this. Women don't get it. It's hormonal. I have no idea. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, there we go. Lots to chat about in another episode. Tell me about a song on repeat in your playlist. I just have Keen. Does anybody else ever listen to Keen? K-E-A-N-E. They're from the UK. If you don't have Keen, a Keen playlist, you have to get it because it's just like I, I'm just, I just go through all their songs. Love them. Is it poppy or like rappy or slow? Or? Um, no. I, you know what? You know how Spotify suggests things? I was looking for Coldplay songs and now I don't even bother looking for Coldplay songs anymore, but it's kind of a bit Coldplay vibes. Oh, I'm so going to a keen radio station after this. That's great. Tell me why you became a doctor. Honestly, 
because I got the marks from school um, with my matriculation and I had this really weird idea that I wanted to help people, but I had this idea that, like, doctors would just sit there and tell people stuff. I would impart my knowledge from my university and just tell you. And, in fact, being a doctor is all about listening. If you want to be a good doctor, you use your ears. That's the tool you use more than anything. Oh, I love it. I love it. And look at look at where it's taken you. What a wild journey. Yeah, yeah, love, love, love. When you're in clinic, how did you manage that delicate balance of knowing someone's weight was affecting their health, but then also being sensitive to their mental health and body image at the same time? I think it's like a death. You know, people just don't have the conversation because I think everybody's going to get upset about it. The advantage Mm. of my carrying too many kilos is that I can have a shared conversation. So I'll just go, uh, how hard is it to lose weight at the moment? I involve myself in the conversation. I do bring it up because if I don't give women permission to talk about it, it's a very embarrassing thing to bring up. And I just try and make it as easy as possible by having a laugh about myself. Yeah, it's it's funny because I read there was a, I think it was a Mamma Mia article not so long ago and it was basically saying my doctor has fat shamed me. It was a male doctor, a very different scenario to what you're talking about. But I thought it would be really tricky as a doctor if your patient doesn't bring it up first, but you're aware that their hormone results might suggest something. So yeah, I hear what you're saying. It's that relatability and that empathy. And you don't mind being the first person to bring it up in a in a consult. I feel like I have the EQ, hopefully, that if somebody really doesn't want to talk about it, it's their consultation. It's up to them. If they don't want to talk about it, no worries. It's not about me. It's about you. So um, I'm just going to raise it. And, you know, hey, if you want to talk about it at some point, this is a constant struggle for me. I found a few things that worked for me that have kept me from being, you know, 30, 40 kilos overweight to just sort of 10 kilos overweight. I can help you if you want to hear. Otherwise, I'm not 10 kilos overweight. But anyway, I'd like to lose 10 kilos anyway. That's fine. Well, look, Dr. Ginny, what you are doing with your books, with your publicity and with your message to support women is just so empowering and so supportive. So really appreciate your time today. Right back at you, love. <laughs> 